Hello, everyone, and welcome to the Bulwark's Next Level New Year's Extravaganza Edition. I'm doing the hosting this week, Tim Miller, uh, because I'm not feeling extravagandish. I am sick. We were taping this right before Christmas. I had a big week, and I was going to be alone in my home. You guys have no idea all the plans I had. There was a gay Christmas party I was going to go to. I was supposed to have lunch with Carvel today. I work, and I'm just instead I'm just drinking tea and moaning in the bed. But I put it, <laughs> I pulled it together for you guys, and I'm going to take the host chair so that you can carry me through this episode as we look back on 2023 and give our 2024 predictions. Does that sound nice? Oh my God, JVL, we're going to get to talk so much. It's going to be I amazing. How, I love it how Tim thinks that like sitting in the host chair is the easy part. That's okay. It's not That's about okay. easy. It's about it's not about uh, it's about the number of words per minute. You know, saving you the court. because you are strapping it on here, Tim. I by am. which I mean your football helmet, I'm, and uh, it makes me very happy and grateful to you. And I'm just happy to be here with all of you. I'd never leave you guys hanging. Um, okay. Before we do this, though, uh, Sarah, your your group, you have a group, you have a political group that you do also. You have many, you're a woman with many hats. And yeah. you have an ad that you're running. Uh, yeah, we decided to do like a Christmas gift for people. Yeah, it's an ad on the uh, Hallmark that, Channel. I JBL, actually. Hallmark I Channel, I think, family. is the key word here. It's on the Hallmark Channel. Is it not? It is indeed. Okay, so tell uh, us about that. It is indeed. So um, I got this idea from JBL. I know his family watches a lot of like The Christmas Prince, oh, I think is the name them. of a movie. Um, and I just thought, okay, it's Christmas. What are people going to watch the most of? And and get them when they're in kind of like a soft mood, you know? Just like they're ready to feel joy. And then we hit them hard every, every hour on the hour with our Trump is a wannabe dictator. This guy's running again. You guys got to wake up. Just like Pinochet, he's talking about shelving the Constitution. You know, we 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 show historically uh, how his trajectory follows other famous dictators, um, mm. and it's uh, you know it's burning up the twits right now. Um, Let's watch. Can we watch it together, really quick? Let's watch it together. This isn't hyperbole. A vote for Donald Trump uh, may mean the last election that you ever get to vote in. This is an exaggeration. He's a threat to democracy. This is Donald J. Trump. He was the 45th president of the United States. He caused an insurrection at the Capitol. And sorry to ruin your Christmas, but he's running again. This guy is openly running as a wannabe dictator. Trump said he would terminate the Constitution so he could be president again. Do you know who also did that? Mussolini, Chavez, Pinochet, all of them shelved their constitutions to centralize power. Trump is planning to purge tens of thousands of civil servants and replace them with loyalists. Authoritarian Viktor Orban used the same tactic to dismantle Hungary's democracy. Donald Trump's chances of winning are very real. The alarm is going off. Everyone needs to wake up. We have a choice between protecting our democracy or letting Trump destroy it. It's time to get off the sidelines. We can't let Donald Trump get close to the Oval Office again. Merry fucking Christmas. (laughs) (laughs) It's going to be fun for the Hallmark crowd. We're running it nationally, too. Uh, We're also running it in some swing states. You know, we're... uh, we're, It is... I am... Trump has been doing so much talking about the dictator stuff. And I get driven crazy by being... The way that he's taken... The conversation around the dictator stuff and like leaned into it, right? Tries to normalize it. That is one of his special skills. And I did feel, I feel like we're being lulled into a little bit of a stupor with Trump. And I did 
you know. Also, that's a Barry Rubin special. Mm. I should give. I like that the ad didn't include Hitler. I was sitting there as I was watching the first time. I was like, "Don't have Hitler. Don't have Hitler." And you didn't have Hitler. So you know, I had a reporter reach out to say there's a another dictator I could think of who consolidated power that's not in this ad. Like any reason why? And my first response was like, "So many dictators got to cut for time," you know. Um, but like the truth is, is that I think this is my honest thing on Hitler. Obviously, Trump. If you were going to compare him to Hitler. It is early days Hitler, like, right? But people, because we have a full historical context of Hitler, it doesn't hit people correctly. It seems like an overwrought comparison. Um, and in fact, almost inappropriate considering what you know about what he did. Um, and so I think that's a distraction. And I decided to axe it because it wasn't an early draft. In 1935, people wouldn't have believed that Hitler would be Hitler. That's right. right? If, if you had right. in 1935 started talking about Hitler as, you know, as if it was 1945, people would say, what are you talking about? That's crazy. He's just a clown. Right. So it, the, I'm not saying that the, that the, the comparison doesn't get more apt all the time, uh, especially this week as he talks about, you know, poisoning the blood. But I just think from a persuasion standpoint, it's not, it would be a mistake. I totally agree. And that was one of my things for 2023. Looking back, we had the, the first Next Level Sunday shows with Adam Brody. And he was maybe a little bit of a airhead, a lovable airhead that you just want to kiss. But he had, he suggested <laughs> Diary of a Man in Despair, which was one of the best things I read this year, which was on this point, which kind of followed a, somebody through the early Hitler era. Okay. Are we ready? Should we get on Let's with this? Yeah. Let's do it. I've got a list of topics for you too. On a, on a couple of them, I'll chime in. When I have a good, when I have an answer that's better than yours, um, but if your answers are the best, we'll just let you take it. Are you ready? Question yes. number one. We're looking backwards. JVL's been so negative lately in the tryout. I've noticed. Not today, big boy. <laughs> Not in the very last one. There have been there have been several negative tryouts lately. So I want to look back on 2023. What's the best news? What was the thing that brought you the most optimism? What buoyed you the most in 2023? I was thinking about like what made us the giddiest together. Okay, great. And it really was the humiliation of the bad guys. So it was Kevin McCarthy, both the many, many rounds of voting for him to get in and then him being kicked out. That I think was just – it's enjoyable to watch people who carried water for Trump take it on the chin. Giuliani getting the huge judgment against him. That's a little bit of recency bias because that just happened. But Giuliani got blown up a little bit this year. And then even DeSantis melting down. Now, obviously, I wanted DeSantis to be a, a much better candidate than he was. I wanted him to be somebody who actually could have beaten Trump. But watching him become so Trumpy and make this horrible strategic mistake of trying to challenge Trump for the always Trump voters and debase himself frequently in the process, uh, watching that turn into a total catastrophe for him did bring a decent amount of satisfaction. I recognize this is a schadenfreude heavy choice, but... That's the direction I wanted to go. I mean, I could talk about the S&P being up 25% and things like that, but I, I went for the shot. Bad point. news for bad people is good. No, that's nice. Bad news for bad people. That's true. It was true in 2022, too. So we're on a nice little run on that front. Jonathan Victor Last. The soft landing. We got a soft landing. You know, all, all year long, I was like, you know, yeah, inflation's coming down. Economic growth, very robust. Wage growth, finally past inflationary growth. All the wage growth is led from the bottom. Uh, and I think it's now accepted. I saw Larry Summers, who the people who really wanted Biden to fail, um, 
they latched on hard to Larry Summers early because Summers was so pessimistic about what was going on. And so he was their talisman when they went around like waving Larry Summers' uh, you know, prognostications. And Larry Summers just last week said, uh, yeah, no, this has all turned out much better than anybody could possibly have thought that it would. And uh, we, we got there. You know, household wealth up 37% for the median household over three years ago. Things are good. I'm sorry. They just, they are. And uh, that is amazing news because if things were legitimately bad, like if we were in the recession, if uh, unemployment was 6% or 7%, then we would be heading towards autocracy on a rocket sled. And we're not. So that's great. Yeah, it's more like on a... What's a slower, like a, like a little like a robo, a normal sled, yeah. just a flexible flyer. <laughs> <Right>. <laughs> I thought about JVL today when I was doing some last second shopping, I masked up, walked in to, to a very a beeline into one store. The only time I've left the house all week and the shelves were like half empty. And I was thinking about you and I was like, you could, you could spin this either way, you know, either the economy's going so well that people are taking <laughs> stuff off the shelves or maybe Joe Biden just didn't do his job making sure we had the inventory we needed this Christmas um, for our, for our last second shoppers. You know, I yeah. had a, I had an alternate version of this for my happy answer, which was that 2023 was actually, it's kind of a rough year, honestly, like uh, the economy is, is, is starting to turn around now. Just hold on, just hold your face for a second, JBL. Economy's starting to turn around now. I'm sorry, you may have noticed the horrible war uh, in Gaza and Israel. And also, you know, Ukraine uh, has been in this long, protracted conflict. Uh, Biden's had very bad polls. But this, to me, strikes strikes me as the, the, the perfect setup for a much better 2024. Like, if you're going to have your terrible year have it this time and like hopefully going into 2024 we see things improve uh in ukraine we see um things settle down in israel um the economy is you know voters are a lagging indicator and as it gets back consumer sentiment starts to come back i'd like to put the optimistic spin on this and say 2023 was crappy and 2024 showing all the signs of being a better that goes against JVL's nature. All, well, um, yeah, I know. Well, JVL yeah. says good. I say it's better. We're yeah. getting better. Yeah. Well, JVL doesn't right. like the idea that things could improve. He's I know. Always, he's always <laughs> thinking about the worst case scenarios. Yeah. Um, I agree with all that. 2023, unfortunately, was really was really good to me. It's kind of it's kind of tough. I love. I'm I'm in New Orleans. Life is good here. So uh, 2023 has been good to me, and so I'm hoping that I can just send that energy to everybody else into 2024. Okay. I wanted to have some big think 2024 questions at the end of the podcast, but let's start with just a little punditry, a little straight politics. Okay, so JVL teased this on last week's episode. When do we think Ron DeSantis officially calls it quits? When won't we have Ron to kick around anymore? Uh, two days after Iowa. So if Iowa is, what is Iowa, the 15th or the 20th? It'll be two days after that, I think. He'll come in third in Iowa probably or a very, very weak second, and he'll give his speech. He won't do anything the day after because that looks really desperate, but he'll do the day after the day after. I also had that, that he drops out after coming third in Iowa. I could see a world in which he drops out after coming fourth in New Hampshire. Did you guys see this news story today about how their ground game, which never backed down, so never backed down, has now moved the ad buying over to right 
something, whatever pack. Fight right. Uh, fight right pack. And they're just in charge of the ground game. But they hired all these ground folks. And, like, some of them are Trump supporters and, like, are telling people that they're Trump supporters <laughs> and, you know, or aren't very, you know, enthusiastic. Mm. They're just paid flax that's, like, not going that well. Yeah, paid for play door knockers in a presidential race. Who who would have ever predicted that was a, a bad idea? I can't think of question. anyone. Yeah. So he twists Kim Reynolds' arm to get her to endorse him, Ron, yeah. Ron DeSantis. If that doesn't happen, if she doesn't go out on a limb for him. She already did. No, no. I'm, I'm just saying wind, wind the clock back. Oh, okay. Like, like in, in a world where she, counterfactual, where she doesn't do that. Mm -hmm. Does he stay in to, to Iowa or does he get out before the voting? Because I think that is the only thing keeping him in the race right now. That she endorsed him. I don't know. Yeah, and that he can't, he can't, if he sticks a knife in her like that, then he will not be able to count on anybody else ever supporting him ever again in his life. I always thought he had to run through the tape in Iowa. I've never believed he was going to, there was a world in which he dropped out before Iowa. I think you can't underestimate the irrational exuberance and optimism sometimes inside campaigns of who, you know, you're going to things, people are showing up, who knows? You know, like I told you, I was with the Vivek people. They thought they had a chance. I thought he was joking. You know, it's, so <laughs> it's like Ron's pulling 3X more than Vivek. So I, I, I think that probably they run to the tape. I'll take the over. If you guys have set the line on two days after Iowa, I think he stays in a little longer than that. Close call either way. Okay. Nikki Do you Haley. think he makes it to New Hampshire? I, I guess I would just say I, I think that I could see how they could convince themselves that it makes sense to. I think you guys picked a good – I think you picked a good day. Like that's a good, I think, measure. Probably if I had to choose whether he stays in longer or gets out earlier, I'd say he stays in longer. One just last thing on this DeSantis deal. Do mm -hmm. we think that right when he drops out, what do you think he does? Does he endorse Trump? No. Oh, really? He waits. I mean, he, he will endorse Trump, but I don't think he endorses Trump right away. I think he sees if he can get something for his endorsement. Okay. And then ultimately he finds out that he can't and he endorses anyway. That's the most meatball run thing to do. Yeah, he gets browbeat into endorsing him. You know, why haven't you endorsed him? All the internet personalities are making fun of him. And, and eventually he, he endorses him from the weakest position imaginable. That'd be yeah. my guess. His staff, all of the conservatism Inc. people that he bought out, like the Laura Loomers of the world, they endorse Trump first. And then he gets dragged dragged yeah. into it eventually because he thinks, well, maybe if I play hard to get, Donald will make nice with me and, you know, reanoint me or blah, 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 and it, it won't happen. Yeah, you think he's done? Do you think this is the last we see of Ron DeSantis? I mean, until Casey runs, yes. Yeah, I think his, I think Scott Walker is a nice future for him. It's just the Scott Walker model. And sending petty tweets from time to time, eating ham sandwiches. Okay, Nikki Haley. Does she win one state? Uno. I'm going to give her New Hampshire. I got to run the bull case on Nikki uh, for my own, I don't know, edification, my own needs. I'm going to give her New Hampshire. I don't think she wins anything. I think that the momentum is not going to be because Nikki got a better than expected showing in Iowa. I think it's going to be that Trump dominates Iowa and that gives him momentum going into New Hampshire. Here's what I think. I think Nikki Haley loses South Carolina, her home state, by more than 35 points. That's what I think is going to happen. And that's when she then gets out and immediately endorses Trump. Day after South Carolina. Going to hate that. 
that leads us kind of to the next question, but I would like to uh I'd like to show you this is why you keep VCs out of out of politics, you know. This is why you wouldn't ask me for my opinion on what what startup to invest in and you shouldn't ask these guys what they think about politics. Okay. Keith Rebois has jumped on the Haley bandwagon. Uh, he's one of the Peter Thiel butt boys. <laughs> he sent this tweet yesterday. For the record, Haley finishes second in Iowa, wins New Hampshire, oh, wins South Carolina, and then Trump is toast. It's interesting. Then he Straight followed that, forward from there. Yeah, then he followed that up with a, uh, a chart showing Nikki Haley's poll numbers going up in New Hampshire with this is exactly what a successful startup's KPIs look like. <laughs> <laughs> Yay, capitalism. Capitalism, make sure that the smartest people get the most money. Uh, I did see that tweet, and I was trying to craft a quote tweet about pulling a JVL where I wanted to bet him like $10,000 against that because that's like my win-win, right? Because if if it comes true, right, and I lose 10 grand, but like Nikki Haley is one and Donald Trump hasn't. 10 grand? Put a hundred grand on that. Are you kidding? Yeah, fading. Bet your fading effing your own house interest. on I can't, that. I can't lose a hundred grand. I can't lose ten grand. But, you know, I was trying to think about something that's like a big enough number, but um, Do it like anyway. they do in street racing. You run for pink slips. I'll sign the deed over to my house over to you if, uh, if Nikki Haley is the nominee. And if Trump is the nominee, you sign the deed to your house over Greece. to me. We're racing for pinks. That's right. Okay. On to the next question related to Nikki Haley. Who do you think will be Donald Trump's vice presidential selection in 2024? Sarah, you want to go first or do you sure. want me to? I've got them ranked. I've got my top three and then I've got a dark horse. So I've got Gnome as my top. I would give her the highest percentage. And then I've got Stefanik. My third one's Nancy Mace. And then my dark horse is actually Katie Britt. And my dark horse is actually the one that maybe I th- I really think, like if, God forbid, I was somebody asked me my opinion of what he should do. I would take normie, but impressionable, young and green, Katie Britt, whose husband is a football player, out of central casting. That's who I would choose if Katie I were Katie Britt's him. your Haley stand-in here. Like for the people that want him to do that's Haley right. for the suburban women, but they can't because that's right. uh, the, you know, the base thinks that she's demonic. But Katie Britt came out and endorsed him Trump, second. And she's white. The, yep, that's right. Now unattached Nancy Mace is fair game as well. This is Nancy Mace's longtime uh, fiance was was her big hurdle to make it onto the VP shortlist. And I think that uh, this frees her up a little bit. Shocked that she, as she's become like weirdly MAGA famous with her A t-shirts is now divorced. I, I would say the or uncoupled. That, consciously, consciously uncoupled. uncoupled. Consciously yeah. uncoupled. Uh, two people you're forgetting, Sarah, are Tucker who I think has to be on the short list. Trump will think hard about Tucker. I think this is a thing which will haunt Trump and he'll think about it and think about it and think about it. Ultimately, I don't think he will because Tucker's like too famous to be his yeah. running mate. I think that that ultimately hurts him. But the other guy, I think J.D. Vance. I understand yeah. that everybody no, wants I, to, to be a woman and Trump probably wants it to be a woman. But also Trump probably doesn't love the idea of having a woman with him. He probably thinks that looks weak. He's got J.D. Vance. J.D. Vance has lost the weight. He's got his Ozempic going. uh, And Vance has really gotten on side. 
Trump Vance looks good just sort of from a graphic design perspective together, strong, and he broke JD. He loves breaking people. Yeah. Right? I was going to chime in with JD. I don't think that there's any guarantee it's a woman. Um, Jay and Carrie Lake is the other name I would, I would admit. I need to actually do the, do the research on this. But someone told me in Arizona that actually the Arizona filing deadline is weirdly late, like July or something. So if he did want Carrie, he could still pick her. And they could put in a different MAGA person in the center race. Like there, there still would be time for that Blake. Or uh, hmm. Blake is actually who this person suggested. I, I would hope that they could find somebody better than that. But um, anywho, um, okay. Wait, can I argue my case here though on okay, like, yeah, sure, Katie Britt sure. real quick? So the thing about JD Vance is that JD Vance doesn't get him anybody new, Loyalty. right? Like I, I do think tr- Trump does understand that their only point of the VP is for an addition. Right. He knows who he's hurting with. And I think I also just think his um, the producer brain of him, the one that's always putting on a show, does think like I want it to be a woman or a black person. You could be right about J.D. Vance. I just J.D. Vance. I, I actually think Trump would find that insufferable. Like I think he wants somebody that's flashy, but not in his way, not more famous than him. I just think he will get sold hard and will see the merits of a very pretty young woman who has come on side hard and who has this husband who is a football player. He called them straight out of central casting when they came down to Mar-a-Lago. And to me, that's always Trump's kind of seal of approval. Where are you on Gnome? I'm in now. Oh, you're a no. I think I'm very intrigued by your Brit, by your Brit float. Yeah. I don't know. Katie Gnome has like a whole new face and she's sleeping with Corey Lewandowski and it's just, I don't trouble. know. It's just trouble. too pat. Feels yeah. trouble. I don't know. There's something about it. it. Just doesn't feel right. So part of it to me is like that is trashy. And I just sometimes also like Trump is just very trashy. And so I don't know. But I, I, my dark horse that I've been, uh, and I would say is like my team has sort of co like we've all been watching Katie Britt hard. Hmm. I think that's an interesting float, uh, Sarah. Uh, JVL, would you mind uh, taking us to our ad read before we get to some real deep thinkers for what's ahead in 2024? The next level is sponsored by BetterHelp. You know, whether or not your family buys gifts for each other during the holidays, gifting something to yourself is always beneficial this time of year. Whether it's something as small as going a little easier on yourself during the tough moments or treating yourself to some much-needed rest, it's important to take care of yourself. Adding therapy to your life can be a great way to gift yourself some self-love this season as it can serve as a safe space amid all the craziness. It can help give you the support you need amid all the shenanigans and even provide you with something to look forward to. Therapy is a great way to work through your issues so you can become the best version of yourself to improve my life and the lives of my friends and family around me, helping us all to deal with the world around us. If you want to give therapy a try, BetterHelp is a great option. It's completely online and was created to be convenient and flexible to your schedule. Just answer a brief questionnaire to be matched with a licensed therapist to start improving your mental health. In the season of giving, give yourself what you need with BetterHelp. Visit betterhelp.com slash the next level today to get 10% off your first month. That's betterhelp, H-E-L-P dot com slash the next level. Hmm. No How's that doubt. for professional read? No doubt we are all going to need some better help after uh, all this time indoors with our extended family. Next question, 2024. I would like to know what 
scares you the most about 2024? JVL? Gas prices. Gas prices. Uh, I am concerned that it is August and the Saudis who have some interest in having Trump in office decide they're going to really throttle production and drive gas prices up. The increase in gas prices spooks the markets a little bit and everybody runs around saying, oh my gosh, I can't believe I'm paying $3.79 a gallon when I used to pay, you know, $3.29 a gallon. And that this becomes a very, very shorthand, easy talking point for Trump. And it's something that Biden doesn't have a ton of control over. This is why why it worries me, because this is a thing that foreign actors who may have an interest in Trump winning can partially control. Sarah? So I have a long list of things that are similar to JVL conditions, but they are not the thing. The thing I'm most scared of is Trump winning. Yeah, I'm right? sorry. Like, I, I, right? I, know, I'm, I'm I thought sorry, this I'm not... was like saying, yeah, yeah, yeah. you know, like, we don't want to die. Yeah. Right, right, right. Yes. Okay, so granting that, what are the top two or three conditions okay, that scare so you? One right now that is really plaguing me is the idea of Nikki endorsing Trump. And I know you guys think this is like a fait accompli, but I think that if Nikki runs out the primary, becomes the champion of the normies, and then takes the capital that she's built with them and endorses Trump and creates that permission structure for them. I think that is very bad. Worry about that one. Okay. Boom. Uh, That's going to happen. So yeah. if that scares you, then it's <laughs> okay. time to just. Yeah. Well, so these are like, they're almost, uh, they're not known unknowns, but they're like, they're like high probability things. It's That's like the con- the oncoming constitutional crisis of prosecuting a sitting president, him being either being acquitted, also terrible, or convicted. And then having like all of us having to deal with the tension of prosecuting, so like or not acquitted, or they the hung can. jury, or not acquitting. No, or that's what they I just kick yeah. the can all the way through till after November. No, yep. n- none of it comes up. So I'm pretty worried about us dealing with that situation one way or the other. And then it's the third party stuff, no labels. You Ugh. know that we end up. Um, you know, we're looking at a tight race, but it's a it's a fair shot one on one. And then you get I don't know if you guys have been following their trajectory, but. They were going to have this in-person convention, which is now going to be on Zoom because this is how they're going to choose their their candidates. They are talking about doing a contested election play. There was a story where like a contingent election where they basically if they could, they're just going to play to win enough states to kick it to Congress. Uh, <laughs> I mean, it's like it, and it is Joe. Pertico Do they understand ha- who would win in a this is contested the thing. election it's, in Congress? It looks like a straight up Trump scam like a helpful trump scam and joe perticone had this great tweet about how it's like a bunch of high political science majors like got together and just like you know thought about these like weird conditional things that they could you know spend 70 million dollars on to trigger uh so unhelpful so anyway that's all scary to me can i just say very quickly here anybody who participates in this no labels malarkey should have their lives ruined Okay, I, take I don't it mean easy there, killer. I don't mean that, like, you know, they should have violence visited upon them, but I mean that they should become social pariahs. They should lose whatever jobs they might have. They should be kicked oh off gosh. of corporate boards. They <laughs> should. No, I'm serious about this, right? Oh, if you're dear. a pollster working for no labels, you should never be employed again. You should not be able to, like, go and get a table at uh, Spago. Like, this, this is. This is really, really bad. And if yeah. people are going to act irresponsibly like this, 
they should be absolutely shamed to our society's utmost ability to shame. Should we take this video clip and just kind of put it on the side of a van and play it outside of Mark Penn and Nancy Jacobson's apartment? How about that? That could be something we could do. Um, just JBL on the streets of New York. That's, Am I wrong? I like your moral clarity. Um, your, your guys' answers were all not nearly scary enough, though. And so I Ooh. want anybody who's not prepared to get really scared uh, to just go ahead and press that fast forward 30 seconds button three times and then we'll be over this. Uh, Okay, have you done that? All right. The scariest thing that could happen in 2024 is Joe Biden having a health event. And that's really the thing that scares me. Oh, yeah. This is what I said last year. And you guys said Joe Biden dies was my worst case scenario prediction. You both went, oh. Dies, no, no, no. Sarah went so dark. Even dies would have some upside. I'm talking about like a stroke. Yeah. No, I think that's right. Physical thing. If you were to die, there would be a small upside to it, right? That's depending good. on the timing of it. Yeah, right. But if, it, timing, yeah, if, I mean, it's, uh, if it's like something that incapacitates him briefly and there's a question about what, I mean, oh my God. Okay. <sighs> Start breathing into a paper bag. All right. We're going to change the subject. Uh, uplift people. Wait, can I take back my gas prices? Because price of gas now seems really stupid as an answer to this. Well, that's okay. <laughs> you, can't, you can't win them all, JBL. <laughs> Uh, what is the thing that excites or enchants you the most about 2024? You can stick with excites if you want, but I wanted to throw enchants out there as an option. Biden wins all of the same states that he won last time, but by larger margins, much more decisively. And we put we put Trump to bed in a way that is unquestionable. He could still say it's all, but like the margins are big and any and, and, and there's no backsliding. Like we don't, you know, have to worry about Nevada or something like that. I can't think of another state he could pick up, potentially. I can only, like, as a North Carolina. North Carolina. I think North Carolina is a little fool's goldy, but uh, that is the next one on the list. It was on our list in 2020. It's off uh, our list now. Um, But he could win by larger margins. Texas. Oh, yeah. You think Biden could win Texas? (laughs) No. Just, this is my. This I'm is my. Just trying to enchant. This is the thing I most ex, ex, would be most. You know, that would enchant me. JV, what's something that excites you about 2024? Same thing, but it doesn't have to be bigger. It just has to be a clean win, right? And by a clean win, I mean a win that does not involve recounts and sort of muddied waters of well. I don't know, you know, just anything that we look at and can definitively say, yeah, he won. But that's why it needs to be. That's why I want it to be bigger. I, sure, I mean, I want it to, it could want be it to smaller, look more like a blowout. Look, that'd be that would be even better. A Biden I, blowout. You said a enchanted. I, I get to enchant myself okay. with this. I'm saying that my standards for enchantment are much lower than yours. <laughs> and I could be enchanted by just like, you know, Biden breaks 50 percent. And he wins the three critical states by like 50,000 votes instead of 70,000 votes. And that would enchant me because that then sets in motion a whole bunch of stuff in Republican world that maybe make things worse, but maybe makes things better. Right. I mean, that, that, that is that would be popping the first marble in another gigantic Rube Goldberg machine. And it's not clear how that would end something that would excite me is one person i do not expect 
doing the WWE thing where it's like, oh, that's George W. Bush's music and coming out on stage <laughs> with Joe Biden. I just want one of those. One person to not let me down. That would excite me. I don't th- I'm not that optimistic. I'm about as optimistic about that as Sarah's. Who do you think Haley it could be? Right Give me three people who you think it could be. Not that it's likely to be, but. Uh, I mean, I guess Dick Cheney would probably be the most likely person to do it. I and would, Liz Cheney. Uh, well, Liz, Liz doesn't count. I want someone, un, un, and Dick oh, almost yeah. doesn't even count How about as Chris unexpected. Christie? Chris almost would doesn't Chris count Christie as unexpected. Count? I want somebody fresh. Pence, Pence, mm. and Dick Cheney, Schwarzenegger, W, Condi. That's kind of the world I'm thinking. That would excite me. I'm enchanted by the fact that I have a wedding in Portugal to go to next year. I'm going to start scouting Ooh. land while I'm there also. So that's a double whammy. All right. Okay, we're coming to the end. I have a good one for this one. So I hope you guys are ready. I want a crazy prediction, something you think it's crazy that this might happen, but it might. It's a crazy, outlandish prediction. Sarah, would you like to go first? Trump picks Don Jr. as his VP. (laughs) I don't think that's legal. Isn't that unconstitutional? (laughs) Is it? I don't know. I, be- I believe that's unconstitutional. I'm not sure. We need a oh, constitutional. Oh, or is the Constitution our limiting <laughs> factor now? How? Is that <laughs> yeah. Who's going to stop him? How's Trump that going to work? Junior 2024. Okay. Mm-hmm. That's possible. That's kind of close to mine, actually. Trump, Trump 24. JVL? Uh, we have a constitutional crisis. I don't think this is crazy. I think it's likely. And I don't know which form it will be. But we're, I think, likely to have a constitutional crisis again. It's like what? What is it? What would be the most acute version that you could that you could foresee? The most acute version, and Sarah and I talked about this a little bit on the secret. The worst version would be the U.S. Supreme Court allows the Colorado Supreme Court ruling to stand, and Trump is removed from the ballot in Colorado. In retaliation, Texas removes Biden from the ballot in Texas because. The chaos of the border represents an insurrection, and the Texas Supreme Court upholds that decision. And then Florida and Ron DeSantis, not to be outdone, try to remove Biden from their ballot. And what you get is you get a handful of blue states and a handful of red states which go and remove various candidates from the ballot so that once the election concludes, there is no real way to adjudicate a winner that is going to please anything close to a large majority of the country. And this is how no labels that wins. Me, that's pretty close to my crazy prediction. <laughs> I don't prediction. think that's how... JV, I like that no our darkness wins, is going to the bad. right place. Okay, so here's my crazy prediction. Supreme Court upholds Colorado intentionally. That Roberts and Barrett and Kavanaugh get together over the holidays and they're like, this is our chance to like get rid of this guy. Like, we're going to do it. They 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 uphold it. Trump is put off, and that what you suggest doesn't happen. That does seem possible, but a couple swing states do it. There are a couple swing states that are just run by Democrats, right? So it's at such a degree that that it is that Trump couldn't win, um, and so uh, then there's a big momentum shift towards towards what Nikki, Nikki or DeSantis Nikki. or Nikki Nikki and then the voters and Trump and Trump and the and and the MAGA media goes wild and then that brings us back to Sarah's suggestion who would be a suitable replacement for Donald Trump on the ballot 
either his son or Tucker. <laughs> so <laughs> you know what, we think that we Tim, get out of the, we think we get out of the woods than Nikki winning the nomination on her oh, own. Oh, for sure. Like outright. I, oh, clearly, I think that's more plausible. You don't, don't you think, think that's more plausible? It's. I don't think it's more plausible that the Supreme Court up, upholds Colorado. Okay, sure. Because I, I think that is, I, I, I got to tell you, if I got to go on the record on something, it is that I think Colorado absolutely doesn't get upheld. Okay, that's Honestly, I, I agree with that. I don't. I think it's pretty unlikely. That's well. so funny unlikely. how you guys you guys are like so weirdly optimistic on this one. Like you're like you oh, let no, yourself. No, 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 no. What I'm saying is like there's a a one in a thousand chance that the Supreme Court upholds Colorado, and a one in ten thousand chance that Nikki is able to win the nomination on her own. That's all I'm saying. I'm saying of these two very unlikely. Yes, events. I'm lumping that in with other th- other things that could happen to create a convention fight that might yield a Trump Jr. or a Tucker. Nomination. I will say this, though. If Nikki Haley wants to win the nomination, shouldn't she at some point stand up and say, hey, we should nominate a guy uh, or or gal who can be on the ballot no matter what because they aren't being credibly accused of starting an insurrection? Shouldn't she say that, maybe, if she wants to win the nomination? Yeah, she should. No, I'm sorry. Uh, Ron DeSantis <laughs> has said that that really it was kind of unfair for her, him and Nikki. Um, said that in an interview with David Brody because just these indictments happened. These indictments happened and it just created an unfair playing field, you know, because historically, you know, when your opponent is indicted in four different jurisdictions <laughs> over a crime spree that took place over multiple years on, ma- of, over, on many different topics, that's something that, that harms your candidacy, you know, because Tim, the people love Chevron that. DeSantis, as he was the strategic genius he is, as he was gaming out his moves and planning, should he have been able to figure out that there was a very high chance that Donald Trump would be indicted in 2023? I mean, does it seem like he was caught by surprise in all of this? Like, oh, I can't believe they indicted him. It's just like the whole thing. All these people are like this, too. It's like these indictments. This is going to be where the anti-antis land next year, by the way. These indictments made it happen. We wouldn't have had Trump for the third straight time if it wasn't for the indictments. The indictments were the – it's as if Donald Trump himself and the Republican Senate and the Republican leadership and and, and, and there's – none of those people had any agency. The only people with agency were the four district attorneys and the four grand juries, and they – they stuck us with them. I'm super excited to get blamed for Donald Trump being the nominee. Like oh, yeah. we are the definitely. Tweet, yeah, the tweet yeah. that you sent about the, about Ron DeSantis being bad. That was yeah, it. That, that was, was the thing. That, that was, was the caucus goers <laughs> in Ottumwa were reading yeah. the Bulwark Twitter feed religiously. Okay, our final one. Let's have. Do we have a New Year's resolution? Do you guys do New Year's resolutions? I don't. I haven't. I've stopped doing them, but I'm starting again. I want to start back up. So I'm I've using this as an excuse to start back up. Sarah, okay. what, what New Year's resolution will you break in 2024? <laughs> so uh, this is a true one. This is an earnest one, which is I want to do a dry January. I would like to – you know, the thing about election years for me, so in, in 2020, like I, I vaped sometimes, you know. I got a little uh, – and it wasn't good. It's not good. Um, you know, like I get stressed out and I've given up all my other like – but, you know, still still have some cocktails. And I just, like, I would like to not, um, you know, I, did you hear my podcast with Tim Ryan? Tim Ryan's really been pushing uh, MDNA and psilocybin. <laughs> and, uh, psilocybin. 
THC. Yeah. I think I think I think I just I need to find. So you're gonna do a dry January. You're gonna, gonna stop vaping. You're gonna start no, 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 microdosing no, no. mushrooms. It's been, it's been years, 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 years. You want to start the, microdosing the, mushrooms in January? I no, I don't want to do any of those help. things. No, no, no. Okay. Just, 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 just cut down on the drinking. That's all. That's all. Okay. Uh, I, I, what I want to do, I, I really want to do one of these dry Januaries uh, that that I've heard people talk about. Dry January. All right, Sarah. That's a good. Isn't resolution. that the easiest thing in the world? Like dry January. Like I, I get, I do. Six months dry at a time, all the time, without even knowing it. Just like don't have. Yeah, a you're drink just not somebody who likes cocktails, or like you don't drink wine with dinner. Um, but like I, I really like to have wine uh, yeah. with a nice meal. But you know, I got to be sharp. I got to be as sharp as I can be. I, for I, had, the I had a dry com- January too in 1993. <laughs> <laughs> That's great. the thing. It might it might have been that long ago that I had a a full month. Jonathan V. Last, what is your I, uh, New Year's resolution? You don't have one? It's not that I don't like New Year's resolutions. I hate them. I, hate them. I think they're insipid. Uh, but you know what? Here, I'll make one. I'm going to work more <laughs> in 2024. I'm going to cut out any time I spend on hobbies and pleasure and just plow it all back into work. I find it... That's a good resolution. Uh, I find it bad that you don't find this to be pleasurable. This is right now. What we're doing right now is both work... Yeah. And I think a little play. It's nourishing the soul. I'm feeling playful. (laughs) I'm definitely feeling playful. Uh, My news resolution, in case you guys were wondering, is going to be I'm going to try Audible books this year. And this Mm, is why. It's so good. Because I I, I love reading, but it's it's like it, it gets hard. You know, as you when you have children, you that my times for reading now are also my times for sleeping. Yes. And so it's like, you know, I open up a book at 11 o'clock at night or I open up a book at an airplane and I'm like conked out two minutes later. And I, I, I've read quite a few books. I, I, I read some good ones this year, but I way fewer than I wanted. And, you know, if I'm going to ha- put out content output, you got to consume. And so I'm going to try Audible. And I feel like then on my car rides and stuff, I can I can do that. So I'm breaking, in, I'm breaking into Showering. it. This Showering? Showering? Uh, yeah, I, I feel literally every minute of my day with audio content and a lot of it is from audible and because everything then is productivity time you're brushing your teeth you're listening to a book yeah and i God probably don't need to listen with to your like, thoughts yeah i probably don't need to listen to three denver nuggets podcasts you know <laughs> maybe just like maybe just one and then spend the other time like nourishing my mind by you know listening to audiobooks about the industrial revolution or something or pinochet or I don't know the other the other dictators that Sarah warned is warning people about this holiday season on Hallmark, in between the gay, in between the gay Christmas movie, the gay Christmas romance, uh, and people drinking their peppermint eggnog. <laughs> Sarah is reminding people that dictators are coming. Yeah, beware, guys. I've just I've just loved you know can we one thing we didn't say uh, before I close. 2023 was really a great year for the bulwark. I meant to st- say that at the start. Yeah. And all of you guys, we just appreciate you so much. The amount of people that have signed up for our email list has skyrocketed. The paid bulwark plus subscribers is up almost doubled this year. Huge. We are so grateful. Um, we're doing the YouTube stuff. That's crushing. All of our colleagues are like producing really great material. It was a great year. It was supposed to be, you know, supposed to be an off year. Not at the bulwark. So thank you all for hanging around with us. And um, I appreciate the two of you. Love you, buddy. I appreciate the two of you. 
Have a wonderful 2024, guys. We'll be back. No secret pod, no Sunday Next Level, but we will be back next Wednesday. 2024 will be here, and you will be able to count on us every single week to give you the optimism and enchantment and joy and love that you deserve in the new year. Bye-bye. Bye.